Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Box Pro Magazine. Well, welcome to another episode of Box Talk. I am here today with Lindsay Marcelli. Lindsay, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Lindsay Marcelli. I own CrossFit Eminence and Girls Goner X with my husband, Chris Marcelli. Awesome. Cool. So uh, to start off, why don't you give me a little bit of backstory about how you came to own the box and how you got into the industry? Uh, So um, both my husband and I were in the military. We both kind of were into fitness and I was into CrossFit at the time. And when I got out, I wanted to do personal training and kind of stick with the fitness. My ultimate goal is to be a fitness manager. Um, so I started as a personal trainer and I was like, I'm going to be this fitness manager. It's going to be the greatest job ever. Turns out at a, at a global gym as a fitness manager, you don't actually work with clients. Um, yeah, as much. I mean, you might a little bit, but it's not really like your main priority. Main priority at global gyms kind of pushing numbers. And, um, once I realized kind of that was not what I wanted to do, I wanted to continue to work with people. My husband and I talked about it and literally, I think it was like within 30 days, um, we were like, here, what do you think about opening our own gym? And then I think 30 days later, we were signing a lease and applied through CrossFit. And yeah, it was crazy. It was a pretty fast process. 30 days? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was a quick, um, I'm going to quit being a trainer. He t- kept his full-time job. And um, that was back in 2011. So we opened in June of 2011. Um, and that was kind of back. We found a spot um, here in Thornton, Colorado where at the time there wasn't any CrossFit gyms. So I literally printed out like a Google map and took a pen and paper and marked all the CrossFit affiliates. I'm like, hey, there's this big gap right here. Let's check it out. We didn't live anywhere close to the gym at the time. And we ended up finding a perfect, what we think is perfect spot. We have a great view of the mountains in Denver. And so we opened up the first CrossFit gym in Thornton, Colorado back in 2011. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. And to think where you guys are today, that – Still going strong, and how many gyms are there around you now? Um, there, I mean, there's quite a few around Thornton. Um, you know, there's a lot of smaller cities, um, and the way it's not just like a circle area of Thornton. Like Thornton has this weird boundary line, and so do the other cities around us. So there could be a gym right up the road, but technically they're in a different city. So, um, but there's quite a few. You know, there's there's been some that have opened and also closed in the five years that we've been there. Um, but I think it's great when you see more CrossFit gyms kind of pop up more locations and just kind of gets broader. A community gets to see more CrossFit. You know, nowadays it's like somebody comes into your gym and they're like, oh, my cousin does CrossFit or I've heard of CrossFit. In 2011, it was like, what's CrossFit? You know? Mm-hmm. And now it's like, like you said, people are educated about it. They kind of know what it is. So they're not coming in just like out of the blue, like, what, what's this all about? Yeah. So so how did you go um, and find CrossFit initially then? I um, started doing it with a girl I worked with in the military. Um, well, kind of originally my brother introduced it to me when I was in college. Um, and at the time, you know, I would see Snatch 2222 on the main site. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. There's nobody here in this college university that can show me how to do this stuff. So it kind of got put on a back burner, like someday maybe I'll try it again. And in the military, you kind of met people at the gym, you know, not doing arm curls. And you're like, hey, they must be doing something else. And that's kind of how I met some people through deployment. We did CrossFit together when we were deployed. When we got back, 
Um, and then when I got back, I kind of organized a level one to come to Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, which is where I was stationed. So I got to work with the, the post um, to kind of coordinate and manage that. And we had a real small group. I think there was 12 of us in my level one. Um, and we actually had uh, Dave Castro was there. Red Rory was there. Um, Rand Oldroyd was there. So it's kind of an old, old school crew. Um, and I just loved it since then. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What, do you remember what year that was? Uh, so that would have been is before they came out with the test. So after I deployed... So I think it was like 2009. Wow. 2008, wow. 2009. Back back in the day, back in the CrossFit day. <laughs> Seems like a while ago, but yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. So, well, that that's cool. Now, and now here you are, you own your own gym, and but you've gone beyond that. You've gone beyond just CrossFit Eminence. And, and that's definitely why I want to talk to you today is about something, a little something called Girls Gone Rx. And I was kind yes. of wondering if you could give me a little bit about uh, Girls Gone Rx. Tell us what that is, you know, and the backstory behind that. Yeah. Um, so we actually had our first Girls Gone Rx competition at our gym in 2012. Um, it was, I wouldn't say a small competition. We had 80 teams of three. Um, so it totally sold out. I was like, the cap was like 80. That's the most we could do at the time, most we could fit. Um, and then, you know, it went really well. So we hosted it again in 2013, and we went to 100 teams, and it sold out again. Um, and it was kind of the only thing in our area that was like that. Like, there wasn't any all-female competitions. There wasn't any team female competitions. And um, so we started that in 2012, just at our gym. And then um, a couple gyms in, like, 2013, people that I've just known from being in the community were like, hey, I'd love to – can you help me host something like that? And I was like, sure, you know, you know, here's our website. If you like the idea, go with it. And then it was like towards the middle of 2014, I saw a gym um, that I didn't know that I got invited to their event. And it was like word for word, our event, which was fine. Like if they wanted it, it's totally fine. I'm cool with that and helping people out. But I was like, man, if people are just going to take it word for word and have it be the same similar name and everything, like I should just help them. So it doesn't, you know, so it's a good event. So 2014, um, we had eight gyms that most of them, we knew the gym owners. Um, some of them were friends that we had known and they hosted the event. Um, kind of like a trial run, see if I, if I could do it, if I knew what I was doing. Cause at the time I'm like, I don't know how to have another gym in another state host our competition. Um, but it worked out. So 2014, I think we had eight gyms host Girls Gunner X. Um, last year we had 25 gyms host. I think this year we have about 40 gyms hosting. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, so it worked out. Um, last year we partnered with a charity called Bright Pink. It's a breast cancer charity, and actually breast cancer and ovarian cancer. Um, so all of our U.S. events all benefit Bright Pink. So they, you know, it wasn't I wasn't looking for, like, a CrossFit-specific company. I just wanted a nationwide one that focuses more on education. Um, we can set up fundraising pages through them. I mean, they've been like the best partner we could imagine. They've given us, you know, a bunch of branding stuff. They've done stuff, posters. I mean, they help with prizes for our teams. They reward fundraising, like super great charity. Um, so yeah, we have, it's teams of three. Every event that we do in the U.S., but every single one benefits Bright Pink. Um, so we get everyone involved from judges to volunteers, you know, vendors, spectators, gym owners, kind of everyone um, and it's just a fun day full of pink and glitter and females, and we're raising money for breast cancer. So, 
Tons of fun. Yeah. No, that's so cool. I mean, I see I see photos. I've, I've been to one of your guys' events, and all the women just dressed up in pink and the sparkles and, and the, the pink ribbons and bows that were all around. It's so cool. So, yeah. but what was your idea behind it? You know, what, what really got you on this road and, like, wanting to, um, you know, not just, you know, host competitions, but also, like, raise awareness and money for – um, such a wonderful charity. Yeah, I, um, so we, we own CrossFit Eminence, and it's kind of like our our platform within our community to have an outreach, whether it's fitness, health, wellness, you know, that kind of, you know, same thing like every CrossFit gym opens. Um, with Girls Gone Rx, we kind of started it for my mom. In 2008, my mom had breast cancer. So uh, she's totally breast cancer free now, but I wanted to do something um, you know, that supports her. That's, you know, I can have this outreach and we can raise tons of money. And even if it's just me and I raise a thousand, it's better than zero. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so she's been, let's see, 2008. So I think she's seven years official cancer free, which is great. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So she found out October, 2008, um, when I was deployed mm-hmm. and told me when I was deployed. So she, um, kind of had to go through it with all of her kids gone because none of my my two brothers none of us live at home um so just having her go through something hard I figured I could raise as much as I can for cancer awareness and then you know she kind of sees that and helps her get over it a bad time so yeah started Uh, it mom (laughs) oh mom (laughs) right no I think that that's so cool has she been able to come to the events and and see the events you put on she has been um, to one at our gym. Um, it was, I think, in 2014 she came out to ours. It's kind of overwhelming because it's so much, you know, there's so many people and CrossFit workouts going on everywhere. There's vendors and hundreds of people. And I think she didn't realize how big it was. I just thought she, I think she thought it was just some workouts at our gym that some people came to hang out and not, you know, 400 women in one day, all wearing pink, there's glitter everywhere, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, she loved it. And I think she's ex- incredibly excited. They live way up in Wisconsin, so we don't have an event, you know, near them, but I think she'll definitely be back out this year. That, so. That's awesome. Well, and your guys' events get bigger and bigger every year at your box. I remember you yes. telling me that. Yes. This okay. year, you know, we're trying to maybe not have it at our gym, um, kind of researching some venue options that we've met with. So hopefully we can lock in some awesome stuff for this year. Yeah, no. Yeah, 400 women in one gym is a little bit crazy. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, I mean, and that's, that's 400 women just competing. I mean, you can't right. even count the spectators and, like you said, yeah. vendors and, oh, my goodness. So yeah. yeah, it's tons of fun. Oh, that's crazy. But, you know, in, in these years since you started Girls Gone Rx and you hosted these competitions, I'm sure, I'm sure you've learned quite a bit about, putting a competition together and hosting, hosting it and kind of logistics behind it. And so I really think affiliates can learn from you on that aspect of what it's like to put on like such a large scale event at multiple boxes across the U S. And so I guess my first question is when starting off, what were maybe some of your, your top lessons learned, um, you know, as you were trying to put it together and expand Girls Garner RX? What were the things that you were learning at that time when you started off? Yeah, it's hard to kind of pick a few. There's, you know, especially with our competitions at our gym, we host a couple 
Um, and there was definitely like a steep learning curve, like, oh shit, don't forget that next time type things. Um, I think the biggest thing to, to think about is you can never please everybody. You know, we still try like that. That's always our goal, especially with girls gone Rex, um, just because it has such a great overall cause, you know, it's, we want everything to be the same. So if you compete in Kentucky or you compete in Ohio or Denver, you should have the great same fun experience. Um, so that being said, I think the small details are what can make a successful event happen. You know, whether it's, you know, we put bright pink hair ties in every athlete bag at every comp. It's like a small little thing, but it's, you know, that's something that you can expect to get an athlete bag full of goodies and pink and everything, not just like you sign up and pay all this money for a competition and then you yourself, if you don't get on, you know, a lot of, a lot of events, they focus on just the podium. Um, but we want everyone to take away something, whether you get tank tops or prizes or discount codes or, you know, whatever it might be. So I think those small details and trying, you know, the ultimate goal is to try to make everybody have a good time. Um, and then I th think the biggest thing that helps us is backwards time management or reverse time management, whatever you want to call it. So if you have your event, you know, let's say we have October 1st is our event date. We, we work backwards from that day to make sure we hit every single timeline and deadline that we can possibly think of. So we try to do everything with like a six-month timeline so that we have plenty of time to have the oh shit moments or, you know, maybe you ordered tanks and they turned out wrong and you need to reorder, stuff like that. So we try to, we try to plan for the worst case scenario and hope for the best scenarios at all of our comps. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So... What, what things, I mean, what does planning look like for an event? You know, like when you're putting an event together, what does that look like? You know, when you're building it and, and trying to put something on at a gym that's not even your own gym. It could be, you know, states away. Right. Um, we have a pretty extensive resource page that we give our, our hosting gyms. Um, just stuff that I've put together that has helped me run the event. So everything that I do or that I see or that I plan, our gym owners that host our events get to have. Um, so it's event checklists where it's literally a full checklist from six months, six months out to the day of. You know, it has things like make sure you have toilet paper or, or DJs hired or volunteers or, you know, everything you can think of and everything that I've been through. So you don't forget the little stuff, you know, just stuff as like extra batteries for your rowers if you're using them in the comp, you know. Stuff that at the time you might not think of, but then if you have a checklist with everything on there, it's pretty easy to follow. Um, that's helped us to, you know, not forget if we have five events in April, everything is checked off for each event. Um, I think I think that helps for sure is to have these checklists and the details. Um, uh, what else? I don't know. No, that, that, no, it's just interesting, like all those little details and those little things, and that. <laughs> Um, that probably was just a learning curve, right? Where it was just, yep. you just learned as you went and realized, like you said, like, oh, we can't forget this next time. Yeah, exactly. Like the first event we hosted, you know, I think our bathrooms overflowed. I think, you know, everything, it was like worst case scenario. Yeah, I don't think athletes knew what was happening, but like instead of entering scores, I'm unclogging the toilet and my husband's fixing stopwatches that broke or the clock battery died or whatever it was, so... I think that first year of planning in-house competitions kind of helped us build a large-scale checklist that's like bulletproof right now. Yeah. 
No, and do do a lot of affiliates that uh, want to bring in Girls Gone RX, have they typically put on events before like this, or is this something typically new for them? Most of them it's pretty new, um, which is great, because then if they want to host another comp, even if it's not Girls Gone RX, they have some pretty awesome tools to use. Um, even if it is their second comp, or you know, if they've hosted them before, we still give it to them anyway, because then they can print it out and keep it, or... You know, the resource tab that we've created kind of has everything from what happens if an athlete asks this about the scoring or what happens if, you know, everything we can think of. Um, so I think it helps any gym owner that hosts, even if they're not going to do Girls Gone X, they can use that same event checklist because it's just like a general, it's not specific necessarily to a Girls Gone X competition. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. And that's, that's probably so nice to be able to like walk through their gym with the checklist in hand, be able to be like, yep. this is what we have, this is what we don't have. So, exactly. um, and I'm, I'm curious too, like how closely do you tend to work with the affiliates? You know, once they say like, we want to bring Girls Gone RX in and we, we want to do this, I guess, what does that process look like? You know, if someone emails you and they're like, Hey, I'm interested. Yeah. So every gym owner fills out like a host form that kind of gives us an outline of what their gym looks like, lists any equipment they want to use. You know, some gyms specialize in strongman equipment or, you know, there's some gyms that might have 30 rowers or, you know, whatever they might have. So they kind of outline that. Um, my husband, Chris, does all the programming for each event. Um, so every event has their own programming kind of based on the gym itself. So we don't, that way they don't have to buy equipment or it's not something that is undoable at each event. And Chris works with the gym owner um, back and forth. Sometimes it's emails back and forth. Sometimes it's phone calls, texts, whatever they prefer. Um, so all the gym owners approve all the workouts and programming with Chris. Um, as far as kind of everything logistic-wise, um, we email them the resource tab. We set up their Facebook events. We give them graphics. So we give the workout graphics, logos. We mail posters, newsletters, postcards, kind of try to handle everything so that the gym owner can just have this stress-free event. Um, the gym does make a profit on the event for hosting it because they have to close their business. Um, plus, we get to donate a lot to Bright Pink at each event. So it's the goal, our goal for Chris and I is to have, you know, we're gym owners and we know what events and busyness that a gym owner already has. So to help them host a great event that's, you know, goes on time and heats are done and scorecards are made for them and they don't have to worry about trying to find sponsors and, you know, we try to handle all that. So ideally you can hang out the day of the event. A lot of our gym owners even work out or compete in the events um, just because our goal is to have them hang out, use the event as a networking event or high five your community and have a good time. So we try to do it all. Yeah, well, and so I mean, the fact that they're trying, they're going to do the workout that day means that <laughs> they obviously, they, they aren't stressed <laughs> out. <laughs> exactly. Yep, exactly. So, so what, what does a day look like then? Like, you know, when you get there in the morning and, and you're putting on a Girls Gone RX event, what, what does that look like? Uh, it kind of varies from gym to gym. Some of the gyms um, that are smaller events, we, we don't always, like, I don't go to the event. Um, we have a couple event managers that we send to the bigger events to help them kind of coordinate and manage and, you know, help their judges give a judge's brief and go over standards and stuff like that. Um, so most of them start around 9 a.m. Some of them are over by 2 or 3. The one, even the one at our gym, we go 8 to 5 with 400 women competing. Um, so it's not a super long day. It's just a lot of coordination, which happens all ahead of time. So we do, you know, the heats and the timeline and everything 
so that way it doesn't run late or run early or all of that. So a typical day um, would be checking in like around 8 a.m. for your event. All the athletes get pink bags and pink goodies and there's a lot of pink involved. Um, and then throughout the day, I mean, you'll see it's, there's a lot of first time competitors, which is a lot of fun, which is kind of our goal too. We don't, we don't program necessarily higher advanced skills because we want everyone to have a fun competition. And this is for a good cause, not regionals or something crazy. Um, so you'll see everyone high-fiving and hugging and laughing and pink and glitter. And it's just tons. I've never seen quite a competition so fun as a girls gunner X. I might be biased, but might be a little biased, a little biased, (laughs) but when you get, you know, women together in that environment, it's awesome. Mm. Yeah. Cause like you said, it's all, it's all female and it's it's teams. It's female teams. Yeah. Teams of three. So what is it then, you know, at the end of the day you sit back and you look at it and you say, this event was a success. How do you go about defining that success? And I know that can vary from people to people, but you personally, how do you find an event as successful? Usually the main thing is if everyone had fun. I mean, that's kind of our, our goal is, are the workouts fun? You know, is, is the gym owner, let's say from my perspective, if I'm hosting it at my gym, the first thing is like, did everybody have fun? And that's not just the competitors. It's my volunteers or our head judge or the vendors. Did they, you know, everybody have fun, um, which is kind of hard to please everyone, like we mentioned. But overall, you know, that's the main goal of every event. Um, as far as our athletes, I try to give something to every person that competes, whether and it's some their swag bags that we call them. It, they usually get their athlete tanks that have the Girls Gunner X event logo that's specific to each event. Um, our sponsors, which are amazing supporters, you know, give tons of stuff to put in bags, to podiums, kind of all that. So usually our goal is kind of, did everybody get something out of the event? Whether it's swag that they're taking home, whether it's a PR that day, it was their first competition, you know, like something that makes them happy. Um, another thing that we'll look at is like, does the gym want to host this competition again? If they don't, um, obviously we didn't do something right. And then, you know, the main cause is, do we raise funds for bright pink? So we donate part of the registration to bright pink, um, teams set up their own fundraising pages. So we give event goals. Um, each event has a goal, a fundraising goal. And that's kind of our main drive is, did they have fun? Did they get to compete with friends? And did we raise money for bright? pink usually it's yes check the box (laughs) (laughs) well that's good (laughs) yeah yeah no and and I'm curious how'd you guys go about deciding on bright pink you know because there you know there there are other charities out there like what what made you decide to partner with them we had talked to them in 2014 um basically we were looking for someone that we could set up fundraising pages besides just giving donations so we wanted a way to track what team would be a top fundraiser at each event. So that way we, we could reward and incentivize the fundraising efforts. Um, I wanted someone that was nationwide that was more focused on educating and trying to, you know, get more people educated. I mean, they have tons of tools um, on their website and all this free resources. So I wasn't looking for someone to provide after the fact. Like, I don't want someone to provide just a mammogram. I want to educate you know, our community before they even need to get to that step. So they, um, we talked to them from the get-go, you know, both parties looked at both 
parties, basically. Um, they looked at whether they wanted to partner with us and we looked at whether we wanted to partner with them. And I think it took us like one hour after we hung up to both call each other back. I'm like, you guys are great. They, they loved us. And, you know, we signed a contract to raise a certain amount and we like tripled the amount that we donated last year. So it's just been great. I mean, they're super helpful too. So anytime we need stuff, they're, they'll provide it like downloadables. And, um, we work with sweat angels as well, which most people know. Um, so all of our events, Sweat Angels has partnered with us for check-ins. So that still goes to Bright Pink, even though Sweat Angels, you know, they have their monthly charities that they support. But all of our events, we get to even do more for Bright Pink. Oh, wow. So we've just had, we've had great luck with a successful charity that's very helpful and awesome to work with. Yeah. And, and that kind of leads me to the question about like partnerships and you've talked about sponsors for all these different events and how do you even go about finding these sponsors and, and, and building these partnerships? Because some people might think that, you know, that's an obstacle, that's a hurdle, but how do you go about doing that? It, I mean, it can be tough, you know, cause it's, it's always hard to ask people for something. Um, but at the same time, we don't ask without giving them something back. You know, so all of our sponsors, um, some of them donate products, some donate discount codes. And then the same thing, we'll try to give back. We'll try to give promotion or shout outs and social media. Um, so a lot of them just really support our overall mission of supporting Bright Pink. So we, we call it Compete for a Cure. Um, so most of them, like we reached out and they just love to support such a great mission and they get their product out and, you know, in front of thousands of women in one year. So it's, it's great for everybody, you know, all these women in our competitions that compete, you know, they might get a sample of a product or they get a discount code and the companies we work with, you know, I love all of them so far and they've signed on for two years. You know, we work with the same companies last year and Hopefully we'll get to work with more this year and it's just great for them. I think with our events growing so much that they get to get their product in front of all these women who may not have seen it otherwise. Mm-hmm. So it's just tons of fun. Um, you know, we don't, we don't ask for any kind of monetary anything from sponsors. It's just kind of whatever they want to do to get involved. And we're all about that. Hmm. No, I think that's, I think that's so neat. So um, and then, like, with, with the athletes and the, and the gyms, how do you get them excited, you know, and um, ready to compete? You know, how, what, what does that look like in terms of, like, marketing it and getting it out there? Like, is that you guys? Is that the gym? How do you guys go about doing that? It's a little bit of both. Um, we have a, a brand manager, we'll say, um, who we work with. Um, he has done our logos and graphics. Um, he helps, you know, make kind of all of our promotional materials. So it's all the same branding. Um, so we try to handle like nation, national marketing, we'll say. So we do, you know, if the gym is like, here's an email list, I'd like you to email local gyms for us. I w- we gladly do it. We do it anyway. Um, so we'll try to email gyms and, you know, post on social media, invite people to events. A lot of our videos um, that we might see at different events, whether it's an Instagram video or someone posted a PR or something that I think that's, kind of what brings up the hype or excitement of Girls Gone X because it's a lot of those first moments or, you know, we've had a few featured pictures on CrossFit.com where it's, you know, someone, their first box jump or their first competition or something. So I think the pictures, I mean, if you look at a Girls Gone X competition, at least in my vision, uh, it's like fun and 
the pink and the glitter, the workouts, the PRs. There's just so many like team moments. Like it's it's not hard for me to build the hype around it because it does it itself. You know, because you get to compete with you know your best friend for the first time. It's not stressful. It's just focusing on fun. Um, so it's cool. Like we'll even let's say we have regional athletes. They'll partner up with a beginner at their gym and have a team, and it's just fun. So we've had a lot of people, you know, that help us support and it could be whether it's a regional athlete, a first time competitor. I don't think anybody has an issue supporting such a great cause with their friends. So for us, it's just, you know, making sure that people see the fun side of competing. Yeah. It's not so scary. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, But how did... How did you, um, because I know you said like people now know and they've seen videos and they have um, the vision of it already, but like when you first started Girls Gone RX and like even like a competition, maybe your first competition in your gym, how did you get people excited about that? Because you guys don't know how it's going to go and and you you don't know what it's going to look like. And so like when you're first starting out with a competition like this, how did you build hype around that? It was, I mean, when we first started at our gym... I think just because it's it's so unique. I mean, I don't know of any other all-female team competitions out there anywhere. Um, so I think that alone, people are drawn to something unique, like a Girls Gone RX comp. Um, you know, it's just a, a platform for women to support each other. And when you see that, I mean, people are drawn to that. I think anyone would be drawn to that. If it was an all-guys competition, the guys would probably be drawn to that, you know? Cause it's the same thing, like guys working together, females working together. It's just, it's just one of those events where it's not, it doesn't build anyone. It doesn't tear anyone down. It builds everybody up, whether it's the hosting gym, the community, you know, we'll have people that will come to our gym to this day and they're like, Hey, I was a volunteer at your girls gone RX two years ago. I'm so excited to still do CrossFit or, you know, my friend joined my CrossFit gym because she saw me compete at girls gone RX, stuff like that. So at first, I think it was hard because it was new, um, and especially when we go to newer areas. You know, let's just say we never had a California event, and we're new there. Everyone's probably like, "Oh, what is this?" But then they can see it, or we'll post a video, or invite someone to the event, and then you know, people post in there and get teams excited, and they see the workouts ahead of time and try it out. And then the next year, they're like, "That was a lot of fun. I'm going to do it again next year." And then they get their friend to do it. So and they kind of snowball, snowball effect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, it happened overnight. So. Yeah. So how have you taken these lessons from Girls Gone RX and applied them to maybe your local competitions at your gym? You know, maybe what are some of the lessons you've learned from from doing Girls Gone RX and, and even brought home into your box? I think a lot of it has helped us realize that, you know, there's a lot that goes into a successful event. There's, I'm sure everywhere, you know, there's local competitions you know, from here on out every weekend. Um, so I think the more we paid attention to the smaller details, whether it's, you know, the pink aspect of Girls Gunner X or if we have a local comp and it's the only competition that has swimming or something unique, I think that helps keep the event exciting and sell out. Um, and then doing all of this event prep with the event checklist, that has really, like, helped us relax, you know, and it took it took us like two years to make this checklist. I'm like, why don't we have this from the get go? <laughs> so that um, that helped us like stay organized with even like a local comp or even when we do like an in house. We always do like an anniversary competition for our gym. 
Um, and that checklist is kind of what keeps us on track. And it's all the small details that you might kind of overlook. Um, so usually, you know, a competition for us, we try like the day of, it's just sit back, relax and enjoy the day. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I know a lot of affiliates I've talked to who, who do events, they say it's like, it's all the prep up to it. And then the day right. of, it's literally like, well, we've done all we can do. Right. Yep, at that point, it's like too late. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're like, we're going to enjoy it. So um, how long, yeah. do you, did you say it's about six months that you guys um, plan out a Girls Gone Rx event? Usually. Um, at least I'd like, I like to give myself that much. You know, three months is great too. Um, some of our Girls Gone Rx events, since they're all similar, um, you know, we try to give the same experience at each one. Um, it's kind of like a standard checklist, for, not so much the event checklist, but it's a standard flow of planning for us. Um, you know, we have our Denver Girls Gunner X in September and we were already starting to plan it last month. Um, just cause it's bigger, you know, it's not 30 teams getting together. It's, you know, could be 150 teams. So, um, it just depends on the size and what, what you want to put into it, but definitely it's like a second job, you know, like planning an event, even if it's your local competition, if you want to make it a great event and have it be worth it for the athletes and spectators. Like it's a lot of planning, but it's fun. It's, it's fun. It's, it's, it sounds like it's rewarding too, you know, but how, how do you find that balance between, you know, planning all these events and and doing that and then also running your business and running your gym and and being a coach there? Um, marry someone as awesome as Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, if you can't do that, (laughs) no, I think, what we have is like a great business relationship. Obviously we're married. Um, but he and I, we each have like our separate roles. So Chris is great at the programming and you know, the, the 48 to 72 hours of setting up stuff in bleachers and making sure we have equipment and outline how many bumper plates and like all, you know, we both have our roles that work perfectly together. So I think if you can have someone that keeps you on task. You don't get these crazy ideas and all of a sudden you're way off track. You know, he keeps me kind of grounded and we keep each other on track. And I don't think, no, I don't think like the, none of CrossFit Eminence or Girls Gunner X, I couldn't do it without him. He probably supports you and, you know, he, he's your, he's your business partner and, and is able to like fill in maybe the areas where you're lacking. Or like you said, he'll re- really back in where you're like, Lindsay, whoa. <laughs> yes, it's usually that. Like, come on now. <laughs> One like, thing at a time. Like, way too big. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember the day I told him, I'm like, what do you, it was the day after we did a competition. It was a two-day comp. And I was like, what do you think about an all-girls comp? He's like, can I just have like five hours to just not do event stuff? And I was like, okay, we'll talk tomorrow morning. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny because yeah. you, you guys had like just competed at a competition yeah. oh my god we cleaning up the gym and it was probably the first one we did you know we're mopping and whatever for four hours and I think right after I was like what do you think about that <laughs> he's like we ju- we literally just finished can we not do another one right now <laughs> so he deals with like crazy very well <laughs> oh but but you know what I mean you have to have a dreamer on the team so yeah. so and with that like where where do you want Girls Gone Rx to go? You know, where do you see it going? You know, what do you want to do with it? I, I would like it to go everywhere. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, we have some big goals that we want with Girls Gone Rx. You know, there's more than just U.S. 
breast cancer charities out there. Um, so I think we will play around with that idea of kind of seeking outside the U.S. Um, it kind of it varies, you know. We we've got lots of plans that we want to pursue. Um, so yeah, it's something that we kind of take on for both of us. You know, we we agree with what where we want to go, which is the biggest thing. And uh, if he's if he was like, nope, I don't want to do Girls Gunner X, then we wouldn't do Girls Gunner X anymore. You know, so it's, it's great to have him for sure. Yeah. No, no, for sure. And, and like with, with your, your challenges at your box, like, do you see them, um, changing and evolving as well? Or, or do they pretty much stay the same year to year? I think kind of both. Um, you know, we're branching out more, you know, like a boot camp style workout, um, versus just CrossFit. Like our goal is to not just be a CrossFit gym. Um, you know, which we never really have been. We have partnerships too with our gym, which is with rock climbing and yoga and other things. So I think our goal with our gym is to kind of just keep reaching out to as much of our community outside the gym as possible. Um, that's always been our goal, whether it's health fairs or kids programs or, or you know, whatever. So I think, I think our goal with both, you know, Girls Gunner X and CrossFit Eminence is just to try to reach the most in our community that we can possible make the most positive change that we can. Yeah. And I think one of the ways you can do that is like through these kind of competitions and these events and showing people like what it is you guys are doing. Right. I think both give us just different unique platforms and with girls gone X, the platform of empowering women to get together to support breast cancer and to support each other. And then cross an eminence, you know, a community that's healthier and more fit. I mean, you really can't go wrong or you can't, you know, there's not something that we take for granted. We're very appreciative of where we've gone and what we decide to do with both. So I think no matter what, um, CrossFit Eminence and Girls Gone Rx is just a positive thing for us, for sure. Mm. Makes us happy, and we get to make the community happy. I love it. I was to say, win for everybody. It is, it is, <laughs> for sure. Awesome. Well, and then, Lindsay, probably just my last question for you is then, you know, with, with all experience, this experience on your belt, what are maybe some last overriding pieces of advice that you would give to affiliates looking to dive into the competition world and um, really take advantage of using this to reach out to their communities? Well, what last, you know, overarching advice would you give? Um, just have us do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> One no, way. That's our, that's our goal is, you know, a gym owner, you have so much to focus on, you know, growing retention and memberships and all that. I would say if you want a, a unique competition, whether it's Girls Gone X or not, you know, make sure you put the time into making something successful for your community or, you know, hire somebody that will do it for you. Um, you know, as long as you do events and you have great people to help you support it, it's, it's more than just a one person show for sure. You know, even our local comps, we have a head judge or one of our coaches takes on the head judge role. And during the day of, he's the guy that manages it, you know? So there's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts, but if you focus on all those little details early on and kind of get a good support group for something that you want to take on, I think it's easy sailing from there on out. Yeah, really get that team around you, or, or or get your own Chris. Yes, get your find your own Chris in life. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is a Chris Marcelli. Really All right, well, 
good luck everyone with that. So. Yeah. Take <laughs> well, mine, <just> taken. Yeah. <laughs> you go find another one. Yes. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, Lindsay, I, I think you imparted a lot of wisdom about events and um, competitions as well as just like sharing with us about Girls Gone Rex, which is a very neat thing. So um, just, Thanks. yeah, thank you again so much for taking time to talk to us today and just um, share all your wisdom. Oh, I don't know about wisdom, but yes, I'll share whatever I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Yeah.